everyone. I'm Jason Bittner. I'm CEO of Triple Helix Corporation, and welcome again to our Helix Insider podcast. Today, I'm joined in studio with one of our developers, Pedro Lopez, and our senior uh, engineer, uh, Sean Coover, who are going to be talking with us today. Today's topic, we thought we would talk to you about application stacks. The work Triple Helix does is uh, very largely based in software application stacks, and we thought we'd take a little bit of time to explain to you why we use an application stack and, and what we use and why we like to use it. Uh, so, um, Pedro, I'll kick off and, and open up to you. What is an application stack and what are the components we use in our stack? So, an application stack is a combination of technologies that are used to uh, run and build web applications. Um, you know, we typically go for a LAMP stack, which is uh, the operating system is Linux. Uh, we use as a web server Apache. Uh, the database is typically MySQL, and the language that we use is PHP. And so uh, we typically try to stay uh, within this kind of stack, but there's variations of it that you know obviously uh, we're going to talk about in this podcast. So basically, LAMP is Linux, Apache, MySQL, PHP, L-A-M-P. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, excellent. Sean, why don't you open up a little bit for us and talk to us about the uh, the operating system and, and what we use and, and why we like to use it. We use uh, Linux for our operating system. It's, it's free. It's open source. There's several different variations of it. There's Red Hat. There's CentOS. There's the new CentOS stream. And there's Ubuntu. Ubuntu is a great server platform. We use that specifically. They, they have a great long-term support. They have a rolling five years. But there's many others. But all of the Linux core systems, the operating systems are open source. They're free to use. There's, uh, there are some companies like Red Hat who offer support. So you can pay for subscription support for your Linux. There's also the uh, long-term support that Canonical offers for Ubuntu for their operating system, making sure all the security packages and patches are applied to the packages. We also use Windows. Uh, you can use Windows uh, for an operating system. But typically, we like to use Linux. I like to know what's going into the kernel of the operating system and what's going into the, the core of the, the server itself. And uh, we can really keep it small and modularized with, uh, with Linux. Yeah, that's a good point because the operating systems are so very important these days. And I'm, I'm aware Red Hat was a very uh, go-to favorite from the open source community, ourselves included. And at one point, they decided they wanted to start selling it as a paid license. And understandably, they're using uh, support um, agreements to support that. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it kind of breaks the pivotal cardinal reel for us is that we want to offer our, our solutions and our technology free. So after that, I think this team decided to go to Ubuntu almost exclusively. Though we do play in the other ones, that's a good point. Um, talk to us now about the web server, Sean. Like, what is what is the A in uh, uh, the, uh, the LAMP stack? Uh, well, the A in the LAMP stack is stands for Apache and is, is one of the, the most long-standing web server softwares uh, there is. It's uh, very powerful, very, very modular, and very dynamic piece of software. It can be a little slow if you bloat it up with too much software or too many components, but uh, it is a very, very powerful engine, and it, and it runs a lot of the, the Internet web services in general. Just for our listeners perspective, what, what is actually a web server? What's it actually doing for the application stack? A web server is a uh, service that's running on the server, except HTTP and HTTPS requests from clients. It manages WebSockets, which are is just the connection to the network. 
so that when you send a re request from your browser, the web server re responds with the content that you're requesting. Right, so literally you go to a website, the client is the, the desktop, the browser of the user, and you're requesting a page like google.com, and the web server is literally serving the content. It's providing the, the, the request, re request back to the user and showing them everything, that's it? Yes, it's, it's the uh, service that's actually sending the content to the client. Got it. Now we don't always use Apache, right? Like what else do we use? There, there's another, there's several other web servers out there. There's Nginx, which is one that we use a lot as well. It was more designed for speed more than, you know, usability. It's a very powerful proxy and caching server along with a very fast web server. If it's a rather simple application, we'll typically tend to use Nginx for its speed and caching abilities. But if we have a more, more in-depth piece of software that we're, we're running, then we'll tend to lean on Apache for that. Uh, okay, Pedro, over to you now. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the M in the LAMP stack, which is um, part of the database engine. Talk to us about that and what options we use there. Well, we typically use MySQL. Uh, that's the M on the LAMP stack. And it's essentially a system that stores and manages data for the application. Uh, it's MySQL. It's a technology that is very well known. Um, and uh, one of the reasons you know, to use it is because a lot of the bugs have, have been already patched out. So it's very stable as well. Got it. What, what other database engines would we use besides MySQL? Because there's several out there we might use, right? Right. Well, there's, uh, that, you know, there's uh, MongoDB, Firebase. There, there's a couple other um, out there. But uh, typically, we either go with MySQL, Postgres, MariaDB, um, you know, some of these um, other, depending on the, the need of the project, we, we might go in a different route, but typically we stand, uh, we, we stay with MySQL. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm aware that MariaDB is actually a variant of MySQL. So it's actually kind of like MySQL all over again. Yes. It's uh, it's pretty much like MySQL uh, with a few things here and there, but uh, it's essentially the same thing. <laughs> now, this is in contrast to like the very, very popular Microsoft product, SQL Server, which I'm sure a lot of our users have, uh, our listeners have, have used before. And, you know, nothing wrong with SQL Server. In fact, a lot of uh, very good best-in-class uh, applications use it, but we tend to shy away from SQL Server just for the basic reason is it's not free. Microsoft is a product uh, charges for their license, and a Microsoft SQL Server license can be quite expensive, anywhere from five dollars to $10,000, depending on the version you're getting. And that's the one thing we like to stress is that, you know, we're building these applications, and yet if we have to start the work with, like, 10000 in the hole, it's kind of, like, counterintuitive in, in our opinion. But at any rate... Um, then the last piece of that, the P, what is the P in our, on our lab stack? So the P stands for PHP, and that's the um, programming language that we use to write our applications. Uh, but I just want to make a quick note here about the uh, database as well, is that any given application that we build, we typically have to connect with other databases uh, that you know, a client might have you know, their data in. And so it, even though we're, you might be using primarily MySQL, to host the data, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that that has to be the database that the client needs to have. Uh, we can connect the application to the MySQL database, but also the uh, SQL server, and kind of pull data from you know different databases to you know into the application. That's an excellent point. And for listeners who have actually heard some of our other podcasts, we talked at length about enterprise resource planning, software systems, and ERP augmentations. 
And what Pedro, you just mentioned is exactly how we do that. We have our own app stack, which is the LAMP stack, and it's a self-contained application. But very often we have to reach out to a, a third-party data source like an ERP system, and frequently they're using SQL Server. So we'll use a special driver that lets us connect to it, and that's referred to as an ODBC driver. Um, I believe that stands for Original Database Connection. Right. That's correct. You touched on a really important point, is, is with LAMP as a self-contained, fully grown application, we're actually using um, a framework um, in the PHP side that actually builds the entire application. Um, talk to our listeners, Pedro, a little bit about like what application stack we like using. Of course, there's many, many ones out there, but you know, what is, what is our framework of choice that we like to use? So we used to use Yi, but um, you know, there was um, a lot of, uh, it, there wasn't as many updates as we would like to see uh, year over year on a framework. So we ended up choosing Laravel, which is a PHP based framework. And for those who don't know, PHP is a server side language. Uh, and basically a framework is a set of libraries and tools um, that provide a structure for building a web application. And so uh, that's essentially what we use. And the, one of the reasons that we like Laravel, uh, for, you know, aside of the fact that it's open source, it has a really a big community behind it and they update it every year and uh, they put security patches in. So it's very important to have that kind of um, community uh, when you pick a framework to uh, long-term projects. Yeah, that's an excellent point because these frameworks, they're um, very much beholden on the community that supports them. And if they're not being updated and maintained, they can create security risks and flaws over time that then get exploited. So you always want to use a framework, even though it's free, you want to use one that has a very large community behind it. Yeah, excellent point. Um, Sean, talk to us now about the application stack in general, the entirety of everything, and, and why having a stack for software is so very important. Uh, the application stack allows all of the services and all of the pieces of the, the stack to be modularized so that it, everything's granular, so there's no single point of failure for, for, the, uh, for the application itself. Obviously, if your database system goes down, you, you'll have some, some issues, but you can have a, a replication set up for that. The reason why it's a stack is so you can, you can separate all, out all the services and troubleshoot each one individually instead of having one big piece of software that's containing all of these services in one that, that will you know, chug on RAM and use a lot of resources to try to do all these things at once, whereas four different pieces of software can do it individually and manage their own resource footprint better. Excellent point. And moreover, like it makes the security much easier, right? You can sort of manage them independently, right? Yes. Uh, you, you can, you can manage all of the, uh, the, the components of the LAMP stack individually. Like you can make sure that you know, only you can access your, your, your Linux system. Only the, the web server is listening on the network where the database is listening on a file socket on the server itself. You can make it much more secure by running a LAMP stack where everything's modularized instead of just one piece of software that's running it all. Right, because we have seen that, right? I mean, we've seen applications where they try to self-contain everything and it's a bit of a hot mess 
in that it's trying to do everything for the user. And while that is nice, you have one component to worry about, the modularity I think is very powerful because it gives us the ability to like lock things down independently, work on them independently. If we know something's wrong with a specific service, you only have to look at one thing as opposed to the entire stack to see what's going on. So yeah, it, it, excellent point. It, it makes it much easier to manage for sure. Yeah, it definitely makes it much, much easier to manage, uh, much easier to troubleshoot and just much easier to maintain in, in general. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. I think that's pretty much all we had for our users today. Um, any final thoughts? I'll throw it back to you, Pedro, for uh, wrap up. Anything, final comments you want to make? Uh, I just want to uh, reinstate that uh, even though we do have a stack that we typically work with, the stack can vary based upon the client's needs. Uh, we tailor you know, the, the project to, you know, whatever, you know, is best to, you know, for the client. And so, you know, that can vary a little bit, but uh, we typically, typically we, you know, stay within those parameters and, um, you know, we try to use as much open source, uh, well-established frameworks and, and services as possible. Awesome. Sean, same question. Any final thoughts and feedback? Uh, yeah, I did want to speak briefly on the uh, the database services for for a moment. We are making a, a strong shift towards MariaDB, kind of away from MySQL, considering MySQL is sort of running a, a dual license approach. Uh, they're still open source, but Oracle does have the ability to run other licenses for MySQL, whereas MariaDB, it's now becoming the most popular relational database service. It was made by the original developers of MySQL, and it's guaranteed to be open source for the rest of its uh, its life. Excellent. No, that's a, that's an important distinction. I think you were mentioning too earlier that um, application stacks in general, including these open source components, power over what is it? Ninety five percent of the internet is running these servers. Yeah, uh, anywhere between eighty five and ninety five percent of the internet is running some sort of stack, whether it's be whether it's a XAMPP stack, uh, Windows with Apache or Windows with IIS, which is Internet Information Services, which is Microsoft's web server. You do need a license for that. But yes, stacks are running just about everything on the internet currently. Yeah, so very important and for making sure that things are running smoothly, for sure. Okay, well, that's all our time we have for us today. So I want to thank my two guests, Pedro Lopez and Sean Coover, for joining us in studio today. Thanks, everybody, and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Have a good day.